A few weeks ago, I visited my grandmother. She still lives alone at her home after almost 85 years of life. She's a small yet incredibly strong woman. Her mother died when she was very young. She was married at 21 and had seven children. Both her husband and one of her daughters died before her. And she is still up and about. She smiles, she laughs, she cries, and she thinks a great deal. In recent years, I've learned how much she enjoys talking about her life and her past, and how much she enjoys a good debate. I've noticed that these verbal activities really make her feel alive. However, I've also learned something else about her. She doesn't like being talked at. She doesn't like sitting in her chair and listening to you go on and on about your beliefs and your points, trying to convince her that what you think is right. Funny enough, you're probably saying to yourself now, oh, well, that's how most people are. I would agree with that. Most people don't like having to listen to others as they go on long dialogues about their beliefs that they are so convinced are right. This came vividly to to light when we sat together that night. As I always do with her, I try to dig into her thoughts on different topics as we differ on how we see the world in a number of ways, and it interests me to hear her perspective, which comes from an entirely different set of experiences than mine. On this occasion, we got to talking about whether or not parents should receive complimentary books on parenting best practices from hospitals or government institutions. She was strongly against this, as she told me that she never got anything, and the best way, in her eyes, was to have people figure it out by themselves. I would be remiss to not mention how she holds the old days very close to her heart, and she sees her time of growing up as the best time in human history, as we all tend to do. This is called the golden age fallacy. To respond to her, I made statements about developmental psychology research that I have learned through reading and my own research. I discussed extensively my views on how parents would be better parents if they had the resources to become better parents, how trusting every single person's intuition as a parent is naive, especially with something that carries so much weight and complexity as parenting, and a bunch of other points. The whole time, she sat there politely and listened, but it was easy to tell that anything that came out of my mouth wasn't going to change how she saw it. When I tell this story, many people will say, come on, Matt, she's almost 85 years old. She's been around the block a time or two, and she has developed her own way of seeing the world that is absolutely not going to change now. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, that's a fair and fine point, but I see that as an easy way out. I personally don't like to see people that way. I would much prefer to give people the benefit of the doubt and say that they would change their opinions and their beliefs if sufficient evidence were presented to them. However, I also realize the power of how this information is presented and where the information comes from. In the conversation with my grandmother that night, any statement of fact that was made out of my mouth was not going to get through to her. But was that the only way of getting her to these observations? Or... Was there another way? Fortunately, there is another way. And that other way is asking questions. 
The only way that she would have believed anything that I said would have been if I had asked her questions that guided her to have the realization herself. She would have had to think through things in a different way, and she would have had to logically reason to get to the final point inside of her own head. If there was no way of me telling her explicitly, she would need to get to a place in which the only option was to generate the thought on her own accord, tell herself that thought, and believe it. This is a realization that I came to some time ago, and I still have yet to truly get over how powerful it is. After I left my grandmother's house that night, I was kicking myself over how I carried the conversation. I did a lot of things right, but I missed the mark with this key point. I simply didn't ask the questions that would have guided her there. Instead of dueling with points and direct statements of, well, oftentimes, oftentimes subjective fact, asking questions can be a much more effective strategy for having better conversations and getting to better, more accurate truths and realizations. My inability to put this into practice that night serves as a clear example of this. As I mentioned earlier, it allows us to guide the thinking of ourselves and others through inquiry. Research in cognitive psychology has shown that we are more likely to agree with and remember knowledge that we generate ourselves. If a person is guided to a certain thought and they agree to it when answering a question, they are much more likely to be convinced, especially in comparison to being told what is right or wrong by someone else. This process also allows us to dive deeper into thoughts and beliefs about logic and reasoning. Logic provides a way of thinking that can be agreed upon by both sides, as reasoning through logic tends to be a more objective approach in conversation. Because of this, neither person can argue with the way in which they arrive to the facts, truths, and realization of focus in conversation. All that can be done is to accept where this agreed-upon system, which was continuously hashed out and developed by the greatest thinkers in the world over millennia, I might add, has taken them. Asking questions also provides an effective way of reducing conflict and tension when working through a conversation. When having conversations about rather intense topics like politics and religion, the emotions of the conversations can get out of hand a bit quickly. When people have conversations about these topics and they just throw the facts from their own perspectives at others, the reaction is generally not one of receptiveness and consideration of the opposing viewpoints presented as much as we may want it to be in an ideal world. In these situations, asking questions forces us to point fingers at the arguments on paper, rather than pointing at one person or the other. This helps to reduce emotional biases as well, which can interfere with clear thinking and reaching better conclusions through conversation. Oddly enough, the benefits I mentioned above are not even the best benefits that come out of using an approach of asking questions. Although it helps us to improve flow, to see better points more clearly, and to reduce the amount of tension in conversations, it has more profound impacts on us at the individual level. First, it forces us to be able to answer hard questions about ourselves and the thoughts and beliefs we hold. If our thoughts and beliefs do not sufficiently hit the mark against tough yet fair questions, then we are forced to question ourselves. This can lead us down one of three paths. The first being respectfully changing our opinion because of the new information presented and the new conclusions we have reached through this process of questioning. The second is seek out more information to 
build a better argument using evidence that we did not have at the time of arriving to this personal questioning. Then there is the third, which I, along with most other reasonable people, would not recommend. This path is to deny the conclusion we came to, which goes against our beliefs, and to continue believing something which we know to be wrong deep down inside of ourselves. This is a dangerous path. Next, on the individual level, this process of facing questions and answering them makes us smarter. Instead of trying to just argue and argue with the knowledge that we have, we will frequently reach points where the conversation, whether it be an internal debate or a conversation with someone else, has to stop so that we can go get more information to answer the questions that have been posed. People too often reach this point, yet when they do, they vehemently hold the belief that the conversation must end there and that they have the sufficient knowledge to reach a conclusion in the conversation at that moment. A great majority of the time, this is absolutely not the case. We all do not know more than we do know. Lastly, the process of questioning oneself and being open to questions of our thoughts and beliefs forces us to be vulnerable. We have to put our thoughts and beliefs out there for deep examination and criticism, which is wildly uncomfortable. It can be hard, it is not particularly fun, and it is a heavy mental weight to bear. This then leads to the realization that the only way to move forward is to prioritize truth over the satisfaction of our ego. A common way of satisfying our ego comes from attaching our valuation of ourselves to being right and not being wrong. Removing this leads us to valuing ourselves based on our character and how in line we are with truth. Doing this leads us to greater self-acceptance, as our valuation of ourselves now comes from the decisions we individually make, which we have ultimate control over. And at the end of the day, it is better to be in alignment with truth and better judgment. We don't want to spend our time in a world of falsehood. So where do we go from here? We must ask more questions. We must use questions to guide others' thinking and to guide our own thinking. We must focus on asking better questions that lead us to searching for better answers, both inside and outside of ourselves. And we must be vulnerable enough to be willing to face these questions ourselves, to learn, grow, and align ourselves with truth. This, as you most likely have noticed based on just the difference in dictation and fluctuation of how I speak, was an article that I posted on my blog, which you can find at mattbest.net slash the platform slash questions. This article was a lot of fun for me. I really enjoyed thinking through the benefits of asking questions and the approach of guiding others and guiding myself to realizations through questions. I find a lot of value in it. I do it to myself. I do it to other people. Some people are offended by it, but in reality, it's best for the both of us. I really, really hope that this resonates with you, that you find some sort of meaning, deeper understanding, or a realization of the value of asking questions and perhaps using them more than just making statements of the knowledge that you have at a current time. The more that we ask ourselves questions, the more that we ask others questions, it leads us to thinking at a more deep level. 
It leads us to considering more than we would have in the first place. Asking questions is critical. And it is so, so much better in terms of the results of reaching truth and also in terms of reducing emotionality of any conversation that you can have. So I would encourage you to try to ask yourself questions, ask others questions, think about how good you are at asking questions or what you would like to do with your question asking and how this could be applied in your life. Um, That exercise has been really, really helpful for me and it's led me to a lot of really great realizations. And also today is November 6th, so I want to say happy birthday to my grandmother. She's 85. Um, She is a light in my life. Um, The conversations we've started to have recently have been so enriching for me, so meaningful, and I can tell that they have been for her as well. The connection that we've been able to develop in her late years of life has really been rewarding. Um, And just talking about it really makes me quite emotional. She's an exceptional woman who has been through so much, and I wish her all the best, and I hope that she gets to stick around for quite a while longer. I love her, and maybe she's listening here. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this story about questions, this article. And if you like stuff like this, then check out the platform at mapbest.net slash the platform. Lots of love. Talk soon. Cheers.